Hi everyone, welcome back to the Showing Up To Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns and I'm happy to be here with you today. And I hope that you're having a good day. I hope that, that you know, in spite of this chaos that we have around us in the world and in spite of all of these really, really supercharged emotions that are happening around us, that you're finding a way to, to, to meet it all with a level of presence, accepting what is happening as it's happening, uh, showing a little compassion for yourself and others, and, and, and maybe most importantly, being curious about what is happening, right? Because these are the things that are going to allow you to be happy to, to, to avoid the suffering in spite of all of what's going on, right? And, um, you know, um, and there's a lot going on, right? I actually have a very uh, close friend of mine this morning on, on social media. She posted this <laughs> brilliant meme. I don't know how long she's been holding on to this, but she said, she said, now that I've, I've gone through my seven day free trial, I would like my refund for 2021, please. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good one right there. And, and that's how a lot of us are feeling, right? And of course, it's very natural to kind of, you know, assume that you know, this 2020 was the bad guy, you know, and as soon as 2021 comes, you know, everything's going to be better. But obviously we're seeing that that's not the case, right? And and, and if anybody really thought that was the case, well then, you know, they, they probably were not as conscious and, 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 and asking the right questions, right? Because we all know that things don't just change just because we flip the calendar over, right? The calendar is nothing but a construct, a way that we've devised, you know, dividing up our time and, and, and referencing time so we can have a language about it. That's all that that is. And so, so, so what's going on now, right, in the political sphere, in the, in the sphere of the coronavirus and the worldwide pandemic that we're going under, which, you know, there's more strains coming out. There's all kinds of drama about the, the uh, vaccines. You know, some people are getting it, some people aren't, some people are getting one dose, not two doses, all that's going on, right? <clears throat> These things are a process, right? As, as all of life is, right? Everything that happens, right, is, is part of, a, of, a, of, a, of an emerging process that's going on, okay? And, and that's true about the outside events that are happening, and it's also true about the internal emotions that we're feeling as a result of those outside events, right? And so that's why it's very important to kind of, you know, or not that it's very important, I mean, it is important, but it's very beneficial and, and this is what mindfulness and heartfulness practices allow us to do, right? They allow us to, to, to experience things as an arising process, right? Like it's, it's part of what's happening. And, and, and if, we, if we look to somehow like shut it down and, and create a, an end point to something so that we can have a new beginning, well, that's just not really you know, kind of how things work. And, and the more that we try to, um, you know, the more that we think that that is going to happen and the more that we kind of focus our energy on that kind of concept, well, unfortunately, that's only going to create more of the negative emotions that are probably causing us to suffer a little bit, right? Now, before I go any further, okay, I want to talk about one thing that's very, very important. I mentioned this yesterday or the day before, um, maybe the day before that. Maybe I've mentioned it every day, and <laughs> it's worth mentioning all the time, right? Because um, I'm going to talk a lot in these next few days, and you know, as I have before, but I'm going to talk a lot about anger specifically, right? And um, and and I want you to really, really get this, okay? If you take nothing else from this podcast, take this, okay? It is never, ever, ever a good idea or a or a well-informed, you know, notion to try to block anger or to try to suppress anger or to try to ignore anger or avoid anger, 
okay and so if anything I ever say if, if you if you kind of understand anything I ever say as meaning like get yeah, get anger out of your life you know shut it down avoid it whatever then then I, I invite you I implore you to, to pause and, and remember what I'm saying now right that, that it is not about that okay so if I say anything that leads you to believe that then I have either misspoken or something's been misunderstood and I, I encourage you to stop you know pause listen again send me an email let's get it cleared up because because stopping anger or trying to suppress anger is always 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 an unhealthy choice okay I was just actually reading uh, watching a little video uh, by one of my favorite people in the world dr. Gabor Mate who basically summed up the entire contents of this book in one simple sentence right this book by the way is something I shared the other day uh, when the body says no uh, exploring the stress disease connection by dr. Gabor Mate He's a brilliant guy and in this little interview he was giving he, he in one succinct sentence is brilliant he says he says you know so, um, you know, I used to talk to people who tried to suppress their anger and I talked to them in the palliative care ward while they were dying of cancer, right? That's a, that's a heavy, heavy statement, right? But that's what it is, right? Because what happens is, you know, these emotions, right? Specifically the negative emotions, because remember, you know, it's not, it's not good emotions and bad emotions, right? The, the negative to positive emotions are not good or bad, or bad or good, what they are is, is, you know, it's almost like a negative versus a positive polarity to a magnet, right? So if you take a magnet and you flip it so that the negative polarities are facing each other, then you push the magnet closer and the other one moves away and you can chase the magnet across a table with each other, right? But then if you flip even one of those magnets and you face the, the, the positive polarity, well then the magnets stick together. Right, and so so the idea is that that's what our emotions are doing. Right, the negative emotions that we have are pushing away from things that we know that we don't want. Right, things that are scary or dangerous. Right, we're pushing away from those things. Right, and at the same time, we're the positive emotions are the things that draw us closer. Right, so it's a, it's not a, a negative and positive as in bad and good. It's negative and positive in terms of attractive or repulsive. Right, and so so it's important to understand that, and so so when when we experience stress in our body, right, it is always associated with the negative emotions, right? That are that because the negative emotions all when you boil them down, even anger, right, especially anger. In fact, it, it's it's boiled down to the emotion of fear, right? And when we feel fear, we go into that stress response, right? So so by by bottling that up. And by, by, by not addressing it and not allowing the anger to, to arise and, and, and do its thing and, and, then, and then, you know, kind of like, again, just like the process of what's happening with COVID-19 and with the political, uh, you know, insanity that's happening in the United States, right? It, it's a process and, and, and the process needs to, to process. It needs to go. It needs to keep, you know, it needs to, to travel. And if we don't allow the negative emotions like fear and anger, specifically anger, if we don't allow it to flow through us, then what we do is we remain in a perpetual state of stress.
And if we remain in a perpetual state of stress over the course of years and even decades of our lives, then what we do is we, we, you know, we eliminate the body's natural ability to, to regulate itself and to fight off diseases. And, to, and, and actually we even you know, you know, activate the genes that might you know, be in our body that, that are the cancer genes that you know, they're activated because of the stress. And that's, that's what this book is all about. So uh, if you're interested in the book, it's a fantastic book. And as I said the other day, if you're not into reading the book, go ahead and YouTube, uh, search on YouTube, Dr. Gabor Mate, When the Body Says No, and you'll find some great talks, okay? So that being said, right, so making sure that you understand that it's never about stopping the anger, right, because that is going to hurt you. Um, you know, what, what it is, and, and this is true of negative emotions in general, right? Like we're not looking to... Another way I've heard negative emotions described is as the, and this is from another brilliant, um, <clears throat> brilliant uh, uh, researcher and doctor named uh, Doctor uh, Barbara Barbara Friedrichson, Friedrichson, uh, where she talks about the negative emotions and the negative experiences of our lives as well, specifically emotions as the keel of a sailboat, right? So in a sailboat, you have the big long mast, right? And then you have the body of the boat, and then under the boat, you have this big, big keel. Right, and a sailboat needs that, right, to, to kind of, you know, kind of provide some resistance against the force of the wind, right? If you if all you have is the sail and the wind pushing against it, then the, the boat's just gonna go sideways, right? Or whichever way, you know, you're not gonna be able to steer, right? It's that it's that resistance that allows you to be able to maneuver that boat. Right, and so that's why it's very important to to have negative emotions, even though they're uncomfortable, even though they cause us to suffer at times. Right, and that's that's what we're going to get into. How do we process these without the suffering? Right, and, and so even though they're uncomfortable, and even though they seem counterintuitive, and they they feel not good, right? It's important to have them because if all we have is positive emotions, then we're never going to be able to maneuver through this life. Right, and in life itself is, you know, it would be boring if everything was just perfect in life, right? And, and you know, ask ask people who have it all, right? They're miserable, right? And, and, and by the same token, people who have, you know, relatively nothing are some of the happiest people, right? So it's not about just things being positive and being happy and being awesome, like the like the Lego movie that my kids took me to see. Like they had this song, like everything is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's not like that, right? Because if we do that, then again, we're we're missing out on on fifty percent of life. You know, um, I'm I'm reminded now of the the full catastrophe, right? The John Kabat-Zinn, you know, seminal book, uh, the full catastrophe living about mindfulness-based stress reduction, right? It's my my Bible, you know, and um, and and he says in there, it's a, it's a uh, the the title, the full catastrophe, comes from uh, the book Zorba the Greek, right? When Zorba is asked, "Are you married?" he answers, well, "Am I married? Of course I'm married. Am I not a man? I'm married. I have I have a wife. I have kids." I have a job, I have a house, I have the full catastrophe, he says, right? And so the concept of that is that life is, you know, we, we need that just is in the same way that we need it in our emotions, right? The negative versus the positive, you know, we need some negative in order to appreciate the positive. We need that in our lives too, right? And so it's never ever about you know, ignoring the negative stuff in our lives or, or the, the uncomfortable things in our lives. What it is is about, about honoring those things and about accepting them as part of the full catastrophe. 
that exists in our lives, right? And so, and so this becomes especially true when it when it, when it comes to what's going on now, right? Especially in the United States. Now I know there's a, a great number of people who listen to this podcast. I know this because I have the analytic data uh, to tell me that there's many of you who are outside the United States, and I can only imagine what it is that you're thinking as you're watching what's going on here. You know, two days ago we had uh, literally an angry mob stormed the seat of our government, you know, and took it over. It was a very very disturbing thing to watch. I can only imagine what you all are thinking out there uh, in Europe and South America where I know there are people even in Asia and India. I can only imagine. <laughs> but, but here in the U.S., it has caused such a level of divisiveness. It has caused such a level of, of anger. I mean, some of the things that I'm hearing people say, you know, I don't get too wrapped up in the news. I, I don't really like to get into the mainstream media because you get very opinionated stuff. So from time to time, I'll watch, you know, I'll, I'll check out Fox News and I'll also check out MSNBC, you know, just to kind of see what both sides are saying. But but really, I, I prefer a, a, an objective point of view. So I don't get too into the news per se. But what people are just talking about, you know, there is such a, a palpable sense of this anger that is happening out there, right? And again, it's okay to feel that anger, right? But where we gotta be careful, and, and you know, and this gets to be a tricky thing, right? Like, what's the difference between suppressing anger and not acting on the anger? right? And there is a difference. It's, it's subtle, but it is there, right? You know, suppressing the anger means, like, I don't want to feel the anger, right? But feeling the anger and not acting on it is that, again, that process, right? It's allowing the anger to be there, accepting that it's there, and then allowing it to, to be, right? Just allow it to be and learn from it. You know, be curious about it. Be, you know, try to understand it, right? Understand where did it come from? What caused this anger, right? What is it in me that's causing my anger? Because I'll tell you this, it's not the guy, it's not the picture of the people in the Capitol building that's making you angry. There's something inside your nervous system that's reacting to those images, right? And so, so it's, it's, it's about, you know, the ability to, again, the ability to just be present with it. And in an honoring kind of way, like say, hey, I see you, anger. That's awesome that you're here. And I, and I appreciate what you're trying to do to me. You know, you're trying to, you know, you know, motivate me. And you're trying to make me, you know, do something here. And that's awesome. And it's working because I'm paying attention to it. Right? Because again, that's, that's the problem, right? Is that so many times we're feeling anger and we're not, we're not paying attention to it. Right? We're just feeling it. And when we're just feeling it, that's what's going to make us act out on it, right? And that's what makes like so many of my friends, like people who are otherwise, you know, kind, intelligent, you know, level-headed people, they're writing some things on, on like social media right now that I'm like, this is not you. Like, this is not you. You're not this angry, this mean, this, this you know, people are calling for, for violence in, in ways that is totally inappropriate, you know? And, and so... And so, so I look at this and I say, you know, the problem, right, is that if we're, if we're acting on the anger in this way, right, we're doing two things that are really, really important and, and quite 
very, very important to understand, right? Um, the first thing that we're doing is when we engage in the anger and we operate from that place of anger, right? What we're doing is we're kind of rehearsing, we're practicing, right? And, and, and our body, you know, doesn't realize that, that there's something wrong with that, right? Our body feels like, okay, this is what we're doing. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then the more we do that, the more we become, you know, used to and comfortable with that idea, of, of expressing ourselves through anger, right? And of course, this is damaging to those around us, right? When we say things out of anger, we're causing pain for others, we're causing hurt, and then that hurt is just gonna come back to us, right? Because when I say something in anger to somebody, their reaction is going to be equally as angry coming back to me, and then I have to react, and then they have to react, and we just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Until someday we're sick, right? And that's the idea, right? And so, so the idea then is to instead, oh, it's the, the second thing, right, that, that not only is it that we're practicing um, uh, being angry, and, and the more we practice it, the better we're going to get at it, right? Not only that, but also when we are angry, and any time we're in that stress response, right, well, that, that's maybe a little third thing, or maybe 2A here, is that, is that when we're feeling angry, we can be sure that our body is in the stress response, right? That's a clear indication that that's what's happening, right? And when our body is in the stress response, right, we are literally not operating with our full capacity, right? We're, we're operating from this emotional place of fear. We're in survival mode, right? And that's, a, that's the, you know, I said the other day that, that fear is what causes uh, stress and anger is kind of the expression of stress. Right? And again, the more that we operate from that place, the more we're going to make it the normal and our body is going to get more and more readily into that space, which is again, increasing the stress, which is again, causing more health problems. But not only is it causing health problems, it's also preventing us from showing up to our lives, right? When we're in that place, when we're in that place of stress, you know, our, our, our emotional brain is in charge, right? Our, our thinking brain is, is taking a break, right? Because we don't want the thinking brain involved with the stress response, right? The stress response is, is quick, react, get ourselves to safety, right? Get ourselves to survive something, right? So the last thing you wanna do is be thinking about, hmm, I wonder how that bear is going to eat me. I don't know if he'll chew me or if he'll, you know, is he going to swallow my hand whole or is he going to chew me up first? You know, those kind of questions, right? You don't want to be asking those questions when you're in a true survival mode, right? And so, so your body doesn't let that happen, right? Because your body knows that that's what you're likely to do. So it's not going to give you the opportunity, right? So what happens is you're in that very emotional part of your brain is the thing that's in charge at that point. And you're just along for the ride, which means that if you're watching the news, for instance, right, and you're seeing the, these people scale the walls of the U.S. Capitol and you're feeling that anger arise in you, right, which again comes first from a place of fear, right? Like you're seeing something like this is not supposed to happen. Now, all of a sudden, I don't feel as safe as I felt yesterday because this never happened before, or at least not in our lifetimes. And the last time it happened was like 1812, right, where the British tried to recapture the United States during the War of 1812. That was the last time that people stormed the Capitol building, right? And so, so you're seeing something that is, you know, this is, this, like, the very basis of my understanding of safety has been challenged now. That's a very scary thing. Right? And so, and then the anger arises from that. Like, how do I get my safety back? 
Like I need to get that safety back. So what do I need? I need to punish people. I need to hurt. I need to to inflict some kind of damage onto those who are threatening my safety. Right. That's what anger is is asking us to do. Right. And so so when we're in that place, right. What happens when our child comes to us and says, hey, hey, dad, you want to play catch? You know, it's like you're not. And obviously that's a simple and silly example. But but even if they're, you know, even if they're going to ask us a question. Right. And, And even if we say like, "Okay, let me not let me get rid of this anger. So I'm going to be present with my child. Are you really right? Like like what is your body language saying? Right. Like what is your facial expression saying? Because your kids can tell. Right. Your kids can tell if something is bothering you and you're just trying to put on a show. They can feel it. They can see it. Right. And so can the other people around you, the adults around you. Right. So the idea then is that, you know, when we're overwhelmed in this this place of anger and this place of 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 stress. Right. We're not there for our lives. Right. We're like we're, we're, we're enclosed in this thing that is no longer you know, accessible for those of the, for those in our lives, right? And so, so who wants that, right? And of course, then you know, and and again, when we're operating from that place, when we're outwardly expressing this anger, well, then there's going to be consequences for that, which is going to cause more stress and more anger, and it becomes a cycle. And that's why some people live their whole lives in this state of anger. And I mean that literally. I used to be one of those people. Okay, I used to be a person who was angry, you know, 90% of my day, right? Except for those few brief moments where everything was okay, where everything was exactly the way I wanted it to be. Because how often are things going to be really the way you want it to be, right? It doesn't happen. It's not, that's not what life is, right? Remember, life is the great, the, the full catastrophe, right? And it's, it's the things that we don't want to happen as much as it is the things we do want to happen. And so if we get angry and we, we live our lives that way, not only are we causing a, a great deal of, of, of health risk, but we're also not living our lives to the fullest extent. We're not getting our full, we're not getting our money's worth, right? Like my friend with her seven day free trial, right? Like I want to get my money's worth out of this life, you know, that I've invested myself in, right? And so, so how do we then, you know, how do we not you know, engage in the anger, but then at the same time, not suppress the anger. And the answer is very, very simple. Okay. The answer really could be summed up in one word, which is curiosity, right? To, to be curious about your anger, right? If you're curious about something, right? You're not pushing it away. You're not hiding from it. You're actually peeking. You're pulling up the cover and saying, what's in there? You know, what is this anger? Where is it coming from? Why is it here? What is it doing? Right. And then what you can do is further than that. Right. And then we take com- the, the, the curiosity and we transform it into compassion. Right. Because when when we're curious about, OK, so what is it about this that I'm seeing on TV that's making me angry? What I'm seeing is that these people are making me less safe. Right. Because they're doing these things that are horrible. Right now, truly, it's not really making me less safe. I mean, my door is locked. I'm fine in here. And I live thousands of miles away from Washington, D.C. So unless you're actually in the scene, it's not really making you less safe. It's giving you a feeling of less safety. Right. So so again, with curiosity and also with presence and acceptance, we can see that. Right. That it's not I don't really feel less safe. It's just this idea of safety. 
right, that is being challenged and being shaken by what these people are doing. And so now I find myself getting angry at these people for doing it, and now let me be curious about why I'm angry at these people for doing what they're doing, right? Or more appropriately, why is it that these people are doing what they're doing, right? And once I can do that, once I can make that switch and I can say to myself, okay, I want to understand what it is about these people that are making them do this thing. And now that is going to invite compassion, right? And when I, when I can then see that, that these people themselves, they're afraid, they're angry as a result of their fear. They feel that something is wrong that they need to fix in order to bring themselves less suffering and more happiness. And when I can see it in that place, now my heart goes out to these people. Now I want to, I want to, you know, I want to give them a hug. I want to, I want to sit down and talk to them and say, hey, tell me what's bothering you. Let's work this out. Right? And that's, and that's the thing, right? So, so what happens is, and, and inside the brain, and obviously, you know, heartfulness is about, you know, kind of dwelling in that love, right? And so that's really all you need to do. But if you want to understand it further, what happens is once you start considering someone else in a compassionate way, you have now shifted the energy in your brain from that lower level of the emotion Part, the emotional part of the brain that is just, you know, on autopilot, not really in control, and nobody has control of that, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's an unwieldy, you know, just, just spastic thing that's happening in our emotional center of our brain. But once we start to practice compassion, what we're doing is we're moving that energy into that part of our brain that allows us to think, that allows us to understand, that allows us to make decisions actively and consciously right? And that's what we want because once we're in there, it doesn't mean that I still don't, I, I, I want people to be held accountable for what they did, you know, everyone involved, right? Even if I believed in their cause, I would want them to, 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 to be held accountable because people were killed, you know, and that's not okay, right? But that doesn't mean that I have to be angry at them for it, Right? I, can, I can want them to, to, to be held accountable, but at the same time, I can forgive them and be compassionate towards them. And the difference is that the, the latter is better for me. Right? The, the compassion and the forgiveness that I can feel for someone, whether it's somebody scaling the walls of the Capitol building or somebody posting something about uh, how you know, vaccines don't work or how this, this whole thing's a, a government cover, cover up or, or whatever it is that I'm seeing, if I, can, if I can allow myself to be compassionate towards whoever it is that, that is triggering me, well, now I'm, I'm up here and I'm in the place where I am in control. And now I can make, now I, when I operate then, right, when I say something, it is coming from here, not from this lower, this middle road of, 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 of emotion, right? And most importantly is that when somebody, when life reaches out to interact with me, you know, now I can do so because I'm in my place of, yeah, I'm here. I'm fully here. I'm fully present and I'm fully showing up. 
So if you'd like any more information about this, okay, and this is, this is really, really important. I, I only barely scratched the surface, honestly. I could talk for three hours on this and, and probably not even cover it all, you know. And so if you want to talk further, I invite you into this conversation. And if you would like help on control, you know, on, on how to do this for yourself, right? Because again, I one time lived in my life with anger all the time. And not only was it completely uncomfortable, it caused so many other problems that just perpetuated the whole thing, right? So, so when you, you get into that angry cycle, you stay in that angry cycle. And once you do that, it never ends up well. As Dr. Mate will tell you, it ends up in the palliative care ward of the hospital. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want it to happen to anybody. And that's why I do this every single day to try to get people to understand how to, to do this. And so if you want some help with this, okay, I can help you. If you feel like you're somebody who, who has no control over your anger, then I'm, I'm imploring you to get in touch with me so we can talk about it because there's some very, very simple ways that you can, you can learn to allow your anger to process, to honor it as it's processing, but not to be overwhelmed by it and not to be, you know, uh, you know, of it, right? To be in it, but not of it, as they say. All right, so if you want to get into that conversation, it's super simple. Just go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Right there on every page of my website, there's a, a banner that has a clock on it. Just click on that and, and you'll be gone. You go into my calendar program. It's a completely free call that you're booking. Pick a time and a day that, that's, that's highlighted available that works for you. Click on it, enter your email, your, your phone number, I think, maybe not, you know, whatever. A couple pieces of information and we're booked. Okay, and then I'll take care of everything from there. You'll get emails from me. We'll 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 schedule. We'll 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 show up to this conversation, and we'll we'll be able to talk about it. We'll be able to talk about it specifically because maybe you're thinking like, well, you know, I'm feeling this kind of anger, but it's not about politics. I don't care about politics. Yeah, I know. Okay, there's lots of ways in which anger can be manifest, and I I've been there, and I can help you to understand it. And so we can put it in the context of your life. We're gonna spend 45 minutes on the call together and I'm gonna help you to uncover where the anger is coming from you. And when we do that, you then, just by understanding it, you've already shifted your, posi your, your position relative to it and you're, you're able now to not be absorbed by it, but instead to see it happening, right, as a process. I hope to talk to you soon, everybody. Have a great day. Have a good weekend, and I'll be back on Monday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.